Hello and welcome again to another episode of the Urban Futures Podcast. This is Anna Jones. And today we have the pleasure to speak with Pevi Sutinen. Pevi is the Director of City as a Service Development at the City of Espo, awarded the Intelligent Community of the Year 2018. Espo was also for the last two years a finalist in the European Capital of Innovation. In Espo, they think that the city strategy can succeed only when the whole community is involved in the process. For that, Pavey will share with us how the city is planting the seeds to build for a sustainable future. Pavey, before we talk about the Espo story, why don't you tell us a bit about your own personal story and how did you become interested in the future of cities? Um, first of all, I would like to say that my story is same kind of story as Espo stories. Um, I was born and raised in Espo, and I have lived most of my life here in Espo. So I love to tell the Espo story to all of you. I have always been interested in to study and learn more, and that's why uh, Espo is a good hometown for me. Thank you, Pavi. We really appreciate that. And it is also because your city, Espo, is doing pioneering work. You are developing the city with the citizens in a very unique way. Uh, you also are doing things differently in planning, and you have what is called a polycentric approach to the center of the city, which means you don't only have one city center, but multiple. Um, let us dig deeper into your city, Espo, and the Espo story. What is the Espo story all about? Um, in 2012, our mayor, Jukka Mäkelä, decided to renew the city's strategy process to be more innovative, inspiring, and participatory. Um, in Espo, we think that the city strategy can succeed only when the whole community is involved to the process. Um, uh, this means that citizens, companies, universities, research and innovation institutes, and all other stakeholders are invited to do our sto Espo story. So the Espo story was created in 2012 and first renewed in 2017. And we are renewing it right now with our citizens, companies, universities, personnel, and all, sta all other stakeholders. Even the preschool children and retired persons are taking part in, the, in this renewal process. Uh, the Espo story is a narrative. It, it tells a story of where we come from, where are we at the moment, and where we are going in the future. It's easy to understand because it is a story and more approachable for all residents. The reasoning, reasoning behind this approach is the will to involve our citizens in making the city strategy. Um, the process was very co-creative and in 2012, for example, we collected nearly 20,000 comments from our city residents and other stakeholders and asked them what they would like to see in the city strategy. Uh, and we also organized, for example, a day as a mayor event for the city, city's entrepreneurs as well as for six-year-old kids. The goal of these different methods was to create new opportunities to help residents and 
of all ages and groups to be, be part of the strategic pro process. Actually, I think that the way we develop our city with the people in our community is one reason why ESPO was awarded for the Intelligent Community of the year 2018 in the world. Thank you, baby. Let's talk a bit about the process that went on in working together with the citizens. Uh, what were the challenges and the steps that you took that has contributed the most to your interesting results? I, I think the first step was that we understood that um, the strategy must be a narrative because everyone can understand the story where we want to go. Uh, because it is easy easy to understand uh, a, a story where we say where we are coming from and where we would like to go from from today. Mm -hmm. um, that was the most important thing. And the second thing was the way we involved uh, citizens and companies. We had a, we we had then and we have now very many. Uh, ways to take part in the process. Uh, some of the uh, methods are based on net, uh, internet, so there is questionnaires are and uh, uh, possibilities to take uh, take part in the internet. And then we are we are we are arranging different kind of workshops, and we are asking um, in all meetings which we are having with our stakeholders, uh, what is in, uh, important for the uh, future sustainable city of Espo. So I think uh, very many methods which are uh, integrated in the, our everyday work in the city. And Pevi, in 2018, Espo was awarded the Intelligent Community of the Year. Share with us, what is an intelligent community all about? And how do you define intelligence in this context? I think the most important thing in the intelligent community is that we very wisely with our people use a different kind of technology and innovations we are using and we are all the time trying to use more and more data and digitalization in uh, our services so that we can more and more easily um, co-create new models to arrange our services for, uh, for our citizens. So I think uh, the data we have it has made very big possibilities to uh, create better services with uh, less money to our community. And also it, it is possible to create more businesses with companies uh, if we can use our data with, with uh, AI and other technologies better than nowadays. And working with data has many constraints. The smart city concept, for example, has a lot of problems when it comes to the human aspect of it. When we look at ESPO and the city as a service concept, what do you see are the main constraints or challenges that you face? Mm, perhaps the main challenge is, is that it is a huge mindset uh, change in everyone's. Uh, everyone has to change their mindsets uh, because this approach uh, 
uh, is is not only based on physical or technological innovations, but it is based on um, behavioral uh, changes, and that that everyone everyone must do by themselves, and that is that's why it is a huge cultural change in the whole community, and that is that is not so easy to take. Uh, uh, to develop than uh, only take the technology in use. Um, um, Pevi, let, let's move on into another area, which is uh, more like the city planning aspect of the city of Espo. Um, for some people, Espo is perceived not necessarily as a city, but rather as a series of neighborhoods adjacent to one another. The vision of Espo is that of a network city comprising of not one city center, but five. Mm. Why is Espo's polycentric approach important? And what has been the advantages and constraints uh, of this approach? Um, uh, the network city has, of course, its background in our history. But in recent decades, it has been a conscious decision to develop the city based on the network structure. Because of I have lived here all my life, actually, in Espoo, and I have seen the change. This um, network city idea has been always in our DNA. The vision of Espoo has a network city links to our values, of course. One value mentioned in the Espoo story is that smooth everyday life is important in Espo. And we think that having several city centers means that people live closer to services. The idea is that each five city centers have a good services available for the residents who live nearby so that they don't have to travel very far to go uh, the school or work or to the services like dentist or others. Um, when we made the Espo story and collected those comments from the residents, nature was one of the most important factors that came up. Having several centers uh, makes it possible to live closer to nature. Each city center is relatively small in size, which means that the nature is close by. Every city center in Espo has about uh, 50,000 to 70,000 um, uh, residents. Um, and about constraints, creating equally available public transport links is perhaps slightly more challenging in a network city than in a regular monocentric city where all public transport lines have on, on focal point the city centre. Um, this is why Metro is being extended in the western parts of Espo and the railroad connection developed in the northern parts. Um, and in the near future, all, all our five city centers will be connected by railways and that helps mobility development in our city very much. And maybe... Espo is also being introduced as the most sustainable city in Europe. What indicators uh, and strategies and milestones make Espo the most sustainable city in Europe? 
Just to say, your capital city, Helsinki, makes great efforts to attain recognition for being a model city, uh, yet it cannot claim that it is the most sustainable city in Europe. So it will be interesting to hear from you. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about that? Yeah, I think uh, one basic thing is that uh, network city structure, because then it is easier to arrange everything in a sustainable way, because our goal is that ESPO is economically, ecologically, socially and culturally sustainable. And we think that uh, when creating the sustainable future, it is in cities where the rubber meets the road and the network city is even better because it, it don't have one city centrum with thousands and thousands of people living there. Um, the city of Espoo is fully committed to reaching all United Nations sustainable development goals by 2025. For Espoo, the SDGs are a way to measure sustainability, but also language and a way to communicate visions, actions and dreams with citizens, other cities and all partners. We are cooperating with a wide range of partners to find new energy solutions. Another example could be mobility as a service experiments conducted by with residents, city employees and companies. We aim to make uh, 15 to 20 actual pilots to discover the business potential uh, of new mobility services in the city. The first pilot enabled the residents of Espoo to participate in testing an autonomous all-weather pass. And one very unique concept is a Make with Espoo co-creation platform, which matches the city, city's need for solutions with the community of innovators. Uh, right now, the population of Espoo is, is roughly 272,000 people, correct? Yeah. Uh, and... And they say that the population of Espo is expected to rise to 300,000 inhabitants in 2022. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was wondering uh, what are the foreseeable challenges that you see there uh, with the densification of the city? Do you see a problem with uh, densification or population mm -hmm. increase? Mm -hmm. Uh, actually, it is very likely that we will exceed uh, 300,000 residents even earlier than that. Um, but uh, Espo is one of the fastest growing cities uh, in Finland. It has always been the fastest growing city in Finland uh, last 60 years or something like that. This, this, of course, puts a lot of pressure for the city. We need to be able to provide the services that our growing population needs. This means, for example, daycare, schools and healthcare. And it means developing city infrastructure, new homes for people, uh, public transport and other services as well. However, our growing population doesn't mean that city taxes revenues increase equally. And this is a challenge. We need to find new ways to provide services to our residents. Our approach uh, is to develop city as a service mindset in everything we do. City is not simply a, a physical structure for everyday life. 
it's more and more a platform and living ecosystem for new in innovations. For example, opening data for businesses allows them to develop new kind of digital services and even AI-based solution for city needs. It is also vitally important to ensure that we keep everyone on board through the digital transformation of the society. Finnish way of building the society is uh, that uh, no one is left behind. Um, in ESPO, we co-create resilience in all levels in the community. Most important is to find new model to share capabilities uh, in the community and co-create new kinds of sustainable business models with the residents, companies and universities. And uh, as mentioned many times before, this new model is called City as a Service model. And it is based on experimentation, innovation uh, in the community. And as the COVID-19 pandemic has shown the power of the joint co-creation and innovation, which ensure the greater handprint and impact in terms of innovation and boosting the local innovation ecosystem, uh, ESPO is bigger than its size. Mm. I, and I, I personally believe that this city as a service development is the receipt to face our growth also in the future in a sustainable way. And this is how we can solve future challenges. Very good. Um, baby, I want to bring out the intersection there between ESPO City as a Service and ESPO uh, City of Nature. ESPO is, of course, a very green city. I want to talk about the vision of ESPO as a close to nature city and how access to nature will be guaranteed as a key feature and attraction for people and companies to live and work in ESPO. Mm -hmm. What could you say about that? Uh, Espo, because ESPO is located by the Baltic Sea, we have over 50 kilometers of seashore and 165 islands. Uh, so our ESPO's nature offers uh, plenty of opportunities to engage in outdoor recreation and sport. We also believe that the network structure of the city helps here. Small centers make it possible to have nature close by. And the city of Espoo has about 3,000 hectares of recreational areas that are available to residents year around. These include, for instance, islands and other areas along the seashore with, with harbors as well as the New Lake highlands with the nature trails. Um, and in the winter, there are just over 200 kilometers of ski tracks in the city, uh, of which 60 kilometers are illuminated. So we have a lot of possibilities because the nature is close to everyone. And we are all the time trying to uh, develop our transport system so that even though them who don't have their own car can uh, go, for example, to the Nuuksio National mm -hmm. Park. Baby, the way you described it is as if ESPO was trying to create its own very unique urban culture. As you mentioned, there are 
doing a number of things. They are testing and experimenting and co-creating the city together with the citizens, very closely with them. So I am wondering if you feel the same way when you are there in Espo, that you are indeed in a... In, the setting is different and the, the culture is different. And if you were to describe that culture, uh, what would that be? Mm. Um, I think Espo is quite unique in the way we make everything together as our Espo story tells us to do. Um, our first value is to be customer and citizen-centric and that's, that is all, also the heart of the city as a service mindset and development by co-creating with people. Um, new urban culture lives in and grows in the community which trusts in its people and is based on network capability sharing. And that is, that is I think, the heart of uh, the, how we think the new urban culture do everything with people. And, for example, in Kerala, we are, we are building next generation city there and Kera is an urban and smart city district to be built for last at last uh, 14,000 people and 10,000 jobs. Kera uh, will, be, will be, become a, a crown tool of sustainable urban development and an international reference site. Mm. Our aim is that city com companies and different operators will together create their climate-friendly, resource-efficient and smart solutions that make day-to-day -day life easier and meaningful for the residents. What, what is the population of the Kerala community? Nowadays. Nowadays. Yes. Yeah, it is uh, um, under 1,000 people. Okay, so it's, a very, it's, a, it's almost like a small town, just a... Yeah. Yeah, like a yeah. neighborhood. Mm -hmm. We say uh, that it is a small village mm -hmm. nearby um, Leppamara city centre. Oh. So it is. It is. Uh, we have these city centres, and then we have small villages over the centres. So this is how we develop this network city. Mm -hmm. So these big city centres, and then we have those villages over there. Always. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's all a combination of yeah, yeah, small, small communities tied to uh, one one mayor centrum uh, of many centrums. Yeah, 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 and we we had to do that because our growth is so uh, huge. Yeah. Uh, we are co co operating and co creating a lot with Nokia, uh, for example. Nokia has assembled a large-scale 5G network and wide array of sensors to Kera for the data collection. And all the devices are connected to a single data platform and the collected data can be used for several purposes. And it enables even to develop a high-level digital twin city uh, to that area. And that, that is one example of what we are doing. Perhaps that is the biggest example of what we are doing with that Nokia uh, at the Kera area. Mm -hmm. But it is very important uh, partner and very important company for us, of course. How do you 
bring together these two opposites almost, which is technology, working with these big companies and, and developing technologies to make the city more te technologically based versus uh, making the city uh, human-centric and socially uh, sustainable. How, how do you bring together uh, the human aspect and the technological aspect uh, to play together in the, in the city environment? I, successfully. Yeah. I, I would like to say the most important thing is by, examin by examinations. Uh, for example, we have uh, that kind of digital agenda um, um, which, uh, in which we use uh, all the time makes uh, small experimentations uh, in mobility as a service or how to make good impact with people with new technology. So we first try to co-create the new model, action model or business model with the people and then bring a technology to that model and then experiment how it works. After that, we write up learnings and then we keep those learnings to next experimentation. So this is kind of the process how we involve uh, people. And also when we opened up all our schools and uh, other services to companies to come and innovate, the basic idea is that we try to find win-win-win uh, uh, solutions that to that, those experiments so that if some company wants to uh, develop their technology with our children in the, in the schools, then we first discuss what are the winnings for the students, what are the winnings for the teachers, and what are the winnings for the company, and try to um, make holistic perspective that everyone understand what is the win for each other. And we want to try to find more impact all the time so that we will find the solutions uh, that helps us to serve right services to the right customers at the right time uh, with the efficient channel so that impact is as good as it could be. And also, what is a good impact and what is a not a good impact? And actually, how technology can empower uh, and serve the whole community and not just a few. I am wondering, what do you think is lacking in this uh, city-as-a-service model in conjunction with making, testing, experimenting with, and, and actually co-creating a strong community-based uh, sustainable city. Uh, what is missing? Very, very interesting question. And, and I think uh, what is lacking is um, that every person and professionals, they are very used to think in their uh, own way. And when you combine different professionals and different people to find new solutions which are more efficient and more impactful in a way we use technology, then the biggest challenge is to find um, uh, 
good enough understanding about how the others are thinking. That's why we call that it is not a change of technology which is difficult. It is the change of mindset that puts your mindset in a new way mm-hmm. to understand that uh, you can approach from the customer's perspective to try to find the solutions, not only the professional's perspective. Mm. I'm not sure if you mm. like <laughs> it very clearly. In Finnish, I can do it. <laughs> I, I see that in Esfor, you kind of approach citizens as customers rather than citizens. Uh, I think uh, when we speak about customers, then we mean that in, in business model, you think that the services are produced Uh, for the customers, and that's why it is uh, quite similar in the public services too. We want to um, make services that create value for citizens. Mm. But um, when we uh, speak about citizens, then uh, it is not only the services, but it is also the the whole economy in our community is mm. very important because taxes come from <laughs> from the business. And that's why it is important that we just don't uh, speak about uh, well-being. We have to speak about uh, business at the same time. And then that's why when we speak about both sides, then we have to think that customer thinking is the same as how we create value to other people. So that is the customer thinking is is a wider thinking model than only citizens. Pevi, what is your favorite spot in the city of Espoo? Mm, uh, absolutely, I would <laughs> I would like to say, and I think that home. I feel that um, Espoo is deeply in my heart, and because it repre- represents me all, all the basic values that are important to me people first doing together for the wisely and sustainable future and i think this is something like like that kind of home i would like to live in the future this concludes our episode from smart cities to intelligent communities the espo story thank you all for listening see you next time